0: What's up, Dust Bucket Nation? I hope you guys enjoyed episode four, part one. This is going to be episode four, part two. So, thank you to everyone who's listening in advance, and I hope you enjoy the episode.
1: There's been a
2: lot of moves that we been mm-hmm. talking about. So yeah. So do you want me to just read them off here? I got them on this on this pad of paper. Can I?
0: Can I say one more thing about the Jones? Yeah, contract? yeah.
2: Contract. All right. I was talking to a friend
0: about this the other day, and he talked about how like. The money you make in the NHL is like retroactive. So like you're you're paid like you're in your prime, you know, when you're at the end of your prime, because mm-hmm. that's just normally how it works out contract wise. And so you like, outperform your that, value earlier on your yeah. Year. The reason that McCarr got less than Jones is because he also is on like has they, they bought a lot of restricted years, whereas Jones are buying pretty much all uh, Unrestricted years, and so those typically cost more. So I think it's a little unfair to compare those two because you know, if McCarr was the same age with what he had right now, he'd be easily making probably 11. Uh, but you know, because he would be a restricted free agent, it's a different situation. But, um, again, I think the point's still there is you got
1: Jones making way more than he should be, so yeah. And I guess one trade that I can just quick get out of the way. Well, speaking though,
2: challenge. speaking of people making way more than they should be, there was also a trade involving Addison's Philadelphia Flyers wow. about. And I, you can take which the one? one. <laughs> <laughs> which one? There were four uh, trades. Four check. Well, well who, who's the, who's the defenseman that's making way
0: more than he should be? Well, he's going to be making way more than he should be. You're talking about Ristolainen, right? I'm I am assuming. talking about Ristolainen. Okay. He's, still, he's yeah. making five mil, so. Yeah, I mean, five mil is honestly probably what he would get on the open market with his, like, play. Um, it's tough because we we did pay a premium, I think, was the first uh, – our first this year, our second in 2023, which is a, a stacked draft. Um, yep. And And we also don't have a second in 2022. So two years in a row without – two years of two-stack drafts where we don't have a second. Um, That hurts. That hurts. Yeah, it does hurt. It hurts with those cap-controlled pieces you need nowadays. But, um, you know, and we can talk about that more with Carolina uh, in a little bit. But, yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I know there's hope for Salina to play better. And, you know, I I read some stats that said, like, he played really, really well while with Jake McCabe for the 13 games until McCabe got injured. And then, you know, when he was played with any of the other shithole defenseman on Buffalo, he also sucked. So yeah. it'll be a good change of scenery for him. Um, it's one of those things where he gets a lot of hate, um, you know, and I, I contribute to that hate. But at the same time, <laughs> I really – I'm going to do my best to give him a chance in Philadelphia. You know, a fresh start. Um, he's not going to be playing the same minutes he was in Buffalo. He's going to be on a second pair, um, you know, probably with Sanheim or even Provorov. I'm not really sure yet. Um, yeah. So uh, but I think we went out and we got better. He's an improvement on anything we had on the right side last year. Uh, he can't be worse than Myers was last year in, this, in that same spot. Um, you know, he could be just as bad, but he can't be worse. And uh, now we got Ellis, you know, another big trade, and
2: mm-hmm. yeah, excellent trade.
0: Yeah, and and Atkinson, like they're really trying to just change up the culture. You look at all three of those guys, and all of them said we really want to win. They're all team first guys. Ristolainen was pumped to get the fuck out of
1: Buffalo. Yeah, I think um, one quick thing about so, Ristolainen, I think it could be while he's not like the same player talent wise, or even like the same position, obviously as Taylor uh-huh. Hall, but like. You just see the immediate jump in production right. when the right. player leaves Buffalo. So I think line yeah, could come for out sure. for the gates flying. Next I game. hope
0: so, man. I'd be I, I too, freaking man. hope so. You know, it's it's tough because a lot of people underestimate like how hard it can be to be on a really crappy team with crappy owners, crappy coaches, constant changes. Too. Yeah. yeah, he had, what, like six coaches in the last seven like, years? Like hated
1: hockey. He was like, I hate hockey here. Yeah. yeah. And when the Conn Smythe, like two, three years later. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Like, I really do think it could be part of the Buffalo effect. You know, I'm hoping that they go into this year and they don't – they wait till at least the halfway mark before trying to re-sign him. Um, I think that's honestly the best bet. If he plays like shit, you know – Sign him to a lower-level deal where maybe he's paid as a bottom pair defenseman, or end up letting him go. As much as it would hurt with how much we gave up, like you know, don't jump the gun. We did that with Andrew McDonald. Look how that worked out. One of my least favorite players of all time on the Philadelphia Flyers, let alone in the league. Like that guy should have been punted into the sun. You know, sure he led the league in block shots, but that's because he literally would you know also led the league in like controlled entries uh you know against against that's what i meant um you know and you just can't keep giving bad contracts like that we already have another one on the on the roster with kevin hayes like it fucks us but (laughs) you know well i'm gonna wait to pass judgment until the season but there's a lot of other big trades um three-way trade between nashville uh philly and vegas that was a big one um Mm -hmm. I wish Nolan Patrick all the best. In my mind, it's a dub for the Flyers. Patrick is one concussion away from having to sit in a dark room for the rest of his life. Like, you know, and as much as he has potential to really be like a, you know, top level, you know, 2C or bottom level 1C, like, you know, that's just not worth it for a guy who takes a hit the wrong way and could be out the rest of his career. Um, And, you know, we gave up Myers, who's got a lot of potential, but really took a giant step back last year and we got the better playing player in Ellis. Like that's a dub in my
2: book. Whoever gets um, the best player wins the trade in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And, and most people ultimately opinion. exactly for it to be like a really big L it's up to Myers and Patrick to go out and, and be studs, you know? Um, and I, I just genuinely don't think that they're going to go out and do that. I think Nashville gets a lot out of their defenseman. I think Myers will definitely be a good player, but I don't ever think he'll reach the level of Ellis. Um, you know, and there was conflicting stuff about Ellis. People said he had shoulder injuries. He had, you know, blah, blah, blah. It turned out he just had, like, a broken thumb or something, you know, which is yeah. completely healed now. Um, so, the the injury concerns aren't as big of a deal. Uh, I, that was probably my favorite trade. Um, You know, the Voracek for Atkinson one was, uh, you know, another good one. We saved some cap space. That's a good one for one trade. There. Yeah, I think both teams get what they want. I mean, you know, Columbus got to get to the, to the floor and they got to, you know, have some, you know, good older players for, you know, their their kids to see and someone to feed line a, uh, you know, which for checks, one of the best passers in the league. If you look at his, his metrics um, and great at like controlled entries, whereas Atkinson is a guy, we were like 29th penalty killing last year. Like we need another skilled penalty killer. We need a guy who can score goals. You know, you look at when, Atkinson just two or three years ago with Panarin, he scored forty goals. Like you got Giroux, one of the best playmakers in the last twenty years in the NHL. Um, You know, just absolutely making a a killing on the power play, like or even in five v five with assists. Like I I think Atkinson could could really uh, you know score thirty goals, play the PK. I think that's a solid trade. But yeah, I think Columbus. If anybody wants to talk about Columbus some more. They kind of fleece some teams this weekend. They fleece uh, Carolina. Man.
2: I I mean Carolina's been allowing themselves to get fleeced. I have not yeah, liked Colorado's moves the past week or so. The first thing was in the the Ned trade. I really liked Ned. They they said they weren't willing to commit to an unproven goaltender, but it's yeah. like dude, like he's he's he was a Calder finalist. You you've had goalie yeah, problems for years. Like here's like a solution potentially. Like, he let in two bad goals against the Lightning in that series. This is rookie year, and it's exactly the Like, like Christ, yeah. Christ let in a bad goal against the Lightning. So, I, mm-hmm. you know, and and they ended up signing into, what was it, $3 million a year? That's fine. Like, for your starter? Like, that's perfect. Bargain. That's <laughs> like, what you want.
0: Like, Huge bargain.
2: Uh, so that, that, that baffled me. I think it baffled even Stevie why he was injured. He's like, you'll have to ask them why they wanted to get rid of him. Like, he, know. like he, he was like, it's like, no one understands. But So, I don't know, but I'm not was just front like throwing around. it out there. He's like,
1: Oh, we'll see. I got the email back, but I was like, We accept this trade. He's like, Wait, what?
2: Sure? <laughs> oh, okay. This and, went through. Uh, I was joking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, I you
1: guys wanted needle dick, but
2: <laughs> and then Jake Bean Uh, to Columbus, I think the guys got some upside, I think. And they sent a, and they got a 2021 second round pick in return. I think that whatever, whoever you pick with the 2021 second, like isn't very likely to turn out as good as or better than Jake Bean. Just the chances aren't super high because Jake Bean's already a young prospect in your system who you, you, you know what he is.
0: Keep in mind, he was like a seventh overall pick too. Like He was a high pick only a few years ago.
2: Yep. Mike. I don't get that at all. So, maybe they just didn't like him because they exposed him in the expansion draft, too. They they protected Shay over him. So, maybe they just maybe something with his character? I don't know, but just from a on-ice level, from an outside point of view, that doesn't make much sense to me either. But
0: yeah. Who knows. I'm I'm in total agreement with you there, Mike. Let's
1: see. And what uh what are yeah. your thoughts on Ghost Gauss, fair going Ga- to the desert?
0: Yeah, I mean, so a little background on my uh my goss's bear situ- on the goss's bear situation like for me i've always loved ghost like i watched him you know all throughout college when i could i even went to the frozen fort just to like literally watch him play in the wells fargo center in philly um and he had like an insane weekend like you can go watch- i watched those highlights all the time where They're, you know crazy. doing the spinoramas and you know blasting one-timer's home and and stuff like that, like, it was so cool to watch him play, he had a plus seven game in the final, Argu- arguably one of the most dominant college performances in, like, the last 20 years in a final, or, like, in the Frozen Four in general, um, you know, and so I really liked him, and obviously he had that electric, like, first year, year and a half with the Flyers, then he got injured, you know, fucked his knee, I think it was, or maybe it was his hip, but lost a lot of, like, explosiveness, um, and, you know, it, didn't help that the coaches he had didn't really, you know, they're old school type of coaches. He didn't like the puck moving defenseman. And and when Ghost finally got in this year, like, you know, came back from, I think he had a bad case of COVID. Uh, you know, when he finally got in, I thought he was our second best defenseman. He was pushing playoff ice. And obviously he's never going to be known for his defense, but he was playing smart defense. He was pushing the playoff ice. He was scoring goals. He was on pace to score like 18 goals in a regular season, you know? And, and I think he's really going to do pretty well with a guy like Chickering and then uh, in Arizona, like, I think he's really going to succeed and I hope they put confidence in him. And he's like the one guy that's been traded away from the flyers who I really, really, really hoped as well. Cause he's kind of been given a, a shit show of a shot in Philly, but um, it yeah, clears I cap agree. space for the flyers.
2: Suspend kind on of Ristolainen. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> honestly,
0: like, I think that Ristolainen and Ghost have the same type of flaws. Like, they both got big flaws in their games, but I guess the Flyers just wanted something different. They wanted someone bigger.
2: But, you are know? also I'm, he's a lefty. and, and uh, Yeah, but Ghost has played the right, right
0: for a majority of his time on the Flyers. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he was, you know, he was that guy that played the right. A lot of the time, um, I think he preferred left side, but um, he played on the right a lot and he was comfortable doing that. But again, like, you know, you, you look at a guy like Babcock who said, like, he really hates playing defenseman on their offside. So, you know, I'm sure AV wanted a, a right side guy who could slot in on the PK, you know, where Ghost couldn't do that. So um, we'll see. I, I just hope Chuck Fletcher doesn't drive this franchise to the ground. Uh, at the end of the day, as much as we gave up, we still have frost, York, Jay O'Brien, who's an underrated guy. Um, you know, we have I like Forster, the Atkinson trade too for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Man, good penalty killer. We saved money and I think I think the Flyers definitely got better this offseason without a doubt. And I think you know the, the one thing. You know, people say, like, oh, what could the Flyers have done that could have the biggest impact this offseason? Nothing. The biggest thing that will have an impact is Carter Hart bouncing back into form. Yeah. He I, had the worst metrics of any goal in the
2: league. Right? Yeah. Like Carter Hart they were bad. They were bad, for sure.
1: He, he was awful this year. Like, there's yeah. no other way to sugar. Like, you cannot sugarcoat any, no. any aspect of his performance this season. Right. It was dismal. You know, yeah, goalies are it. weird. Yeah. Goal, I mean. Shout out to shooting. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Anyone that's ever played hockey knows all goalies are weirdos. But.
0: Yeah. Even, like, our goalie my junior year at,
1: at, Pop, at Pitt, he, like, had a bit of a, a,
0: a tough slump and, like, came back senior year and played really well. Like, goalies go through things like that. Really talented goalies go through things like that um you know and go- great goalies aren't defined by their short levels of like not being a great goalie they're defined by their longer levels of
1: mm-hmm. of
0: being great right whereas like average or bad goalies you know are defined by their long periods of play of being shit and like occasionally people forget they have like a good season or two um so i'm hoping that harts you know the former and like you know just had a down year i think he's way too talented to post league worst numbers yeah. Especially with the better D in front of them now, um, but again, I think a lot of it comes from AV's system, which kind of just shreds goalies. Like we're allowing like forty shots a game, you know, mm-hmm. forty high quality chance shots. Like I'm sure that the metrics weren't great on that. Um, I haven't I haven't looked at those
1: in a while, but I remember them I was being not say, great. But Cutter Hart played in 27 games and faced. 721 shots, so he's pretty much 27 shots, I guess, per game, and he yeah, 3.67 goals against.
0: Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, again, okay. I think if you would dive deeper into, like, the quality scoring chances against compared to just shots, like, you would see a, a bit of a different picture there, but, I mean, again, like, he played like shit, and there's no getting around that, so the biggest thing for the Flyers to make the playoffs next year is you know, hard playing well, no matter who we acquired. So,
2: so speaking of a uh, defenseman in Arizona and trades, there's another big trade that happened on draft day. Oh yeah. And I think it's a very interesting trade just to talk about because there's so many different dynamics to it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. So I can, I can read out the full list here. Arizona sends Oliver Ekman Larson and Connor Garland to Vancouver. And they're paying, I think 1.2 million a year for Ekman Larson something like that. Um, and he's, yep. he's getting paid like eight million or eight and a half million. So basically Vancouver now has to pay him like seven million a year for another like six years or something like that. Um, and the other way Vancouver sends Jay Beagle, Louis Erickson and Antoine Roussel plus their 2021 first over first round pick, not first overall, it was ninth overall and his name was Dylan Genther. Um, so and then a steep, and then steep price.
1: I- a second rounder in 2022 as well.
2: Okay. And a yeah.
1: seventh rounder in 2023.
2: <laughs> I I just, so I think that um, I'm going to do this from Vancouver's perspective because basically Arizona's perspective is taking on bad contracts for picks. Yep. Um, And so they got a, they got a nice overall pick. We'll see, see how he turns out. That'll definitely affect how the trade goes down. Um, But based off the pieces that we know, Beagle, Erickson, and Roussel all have bad deals. ekman Larson has a bad deal. The difference between the, 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 the deals, however, is that Beagle's, Erickson, and Roussel's all expire after this season. Erickson's does not, or Larson's does not expire until 2027. Um, and based off of analytics, he's been declining steadily for the past three years already. So he's already been declining for three years, and he has six more years to go on his deal. That's not great. Um, and I will say though, one thing that does, there's a silver lining though for Vancouver and it's why Jim Benning made the trade is that Connor Garland is a freaking stud. He's a stud. He's a good player. Um, yeah, I was just saying he's a stud
1: and he's making under a million dollars per year.
2: I believe he's an RFA though. Yeah, but, but you know, he's, he's a stud and it's good that Vancouver brought him in. So I think this is just. Jim Benning kind of throwing in the towel being like, I'm probably going to get fired before the long-term <laughs> consequences really affect me, so let's yeah. make the team better today. Exactly,
0: exactly. And like, okay, my biggest concern is you look at their defense on paper, right? You got Oliver Ekman-Larsen, not known for, you know, two-way defenseman, but not like the best offensively. Tyler Myers, absolute shit show defensively. <laughs> Quinn Hughes, Offensive defenseman, not great defensively. Nate he's Schmidt, worked,
2: he's he's worked on his defense. Okay,
0: bro. yeah, this but is, again, he's, a, he's he's a smaller, still an offensive
2: he's a smaller guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, you know they don't want him playing defense. They want him pushing the puck up ice. You know, Nate Schmidt again, another more offensively talented guy. Jack Rathbone, we even played against him in, in prep hockey. Offensive defenseman. You know, he's going to be a rookie coming in. Like there's gotta be someone else coming in or someone coming out. Like that could that has the potential of being an absolute dumpster fire yeah. in Vancouver, you know?
2: Yeah. That was it, so gross when we
0: when when yeah we did Conference though. Yeah, he we were up a goal and he like looked over and he was like, Yeah, no, wait, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna win this game and went out and had three points in like t- two minutes. I was yeah, like, Oh, gross. okay.
1: Yeah, (laughs) this
0: guy's an NHL player.
1: Yeah, they're just you just know because you just play against those kids and they can just score and get points that well and they are out on another level than everyone else on the ice. Like I remember back in the day, I played with a kid who, oh, he just finished his freshman year at BC. Kid named Timmy Level, and one of like the definitely a shorter kid. And I was playing a tournament against him, he was maybe like five, four, five, five at this point. Yeah. And there's like two minutes left in the game. We we're up like three, two. And like the uh starts getting a little chippy. This big like six-three kid tries to like run him as he's coming out behind the net. This is like little like pretty much like Quinn Hughes aspect, like little defenseman Sp- spin move toe drag around the kid. The kid's like come coming full speed, goes like yeah. pace first right into the boards. So, <laughs> like, like both teams, like all the parents are just
2: like,
1: oh. oh. <laughs> you it's awesome bad yeah. when your That's own awesome. team's parents yeah, start exactly. getting disrespectful.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: bro. <laughs> <laughs> For real. No, those guys are just utterly dominant. I mean, Rathbone was drafted as a junior in high school. You know, I think – I don't want to get into the personal details because I don't know them fully, but I know he stuck around at Dexter, I think, because of a sibling or something, wanting to graduate with him. Um, you know, but being a guy that's already been to an NHL camp and you're, you know, a senior in high school, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> if you're not scoring goals whenever you want, like, you know, you've regressed. So, yeah. or you weren't deserving to be drafted in like the second or third round. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to get back to the point, I think Ekman Larson will do okay in Vancouver. Um, they got a lot of offensive talent there. I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see them play this year. Um, they got a, a a really, I think, underrated goaltender in net. Not gonna uh, yeah, not gonna he's brag, good. but
1: I'm he's, a big uh, Thatcher Demko fan. Yeah, he's
0: a uh, a San Diego Junior Goals product, just like me. <laughs> um so uh, you guys are I've basically actually, the
2: same like yeah, yeah a
0: bunch of the guys a bunch of guys that i uh i did a camp with last week just coaching younger kids they actually all of them play college and they all skate with Thatcher when he comes back so um you know it's really something pretty cool i've met him twice uh once at the frozen four and once it's just like a random puck play where he almost got hurt actually one of the scariest moments of my life some dude almost like hurt him <laughs> Uh, you know, a, it's like an NHL I mean, like, goaltender, yeah, like, you know, you don't fuck with that or else you're going to have like Vancouver hire the, you know, the mob to come kill you. Uh, But yeah, I think he's really underrated. I think he's going to play really well. Um, They got mm. Holpe there still, right? I'm pretty yeah, sure. So.
2: Yeah. For another year.
0: For another year. So that's a great tandem and net, you know, and even if Demco regress a little bit, like a guy like Holpe, you know, was he's a Vez, former Vesna winner, like, Stanley Cup champ. Um, Stanley Cup champ. Uh, I, I think they got a good setup in net. And I think if they play the right way and use these offensive-minded D-men to push the playoff ice, they could be a scary team. But at the same time, I can't see them contending with a defense like that.
2: Um, especially once they get like in the playoffs. unreal or are going to be awful? No. Yeah.
0: But again, like even if they are unreal in the regular season, like I cannot see them going far in the playoffs with with this D. You know, when things no. become tighter, That's lower. That's not a team games. built for the playoffs. No, not at all. Again, it's gonna get it's gonna get Jim bedding fired at some point. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. I th- I think that you know there's pluses and minuses of of both sides. I think Arizona actually made out pretty well, uh, oh, especially yeah. because they all the contracts the nice get off. Pick.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. and
0: and all the contracts get off like next year, and I think essentially like they traded OEL for those contracts, and and then Garland for the ninth, and like ultimately they, you know, I think I don't know if Garland's worth the ninth overall pick, maybe, maybe not. I mean, we I mean, probably have different opinions. I haven't seen much of
1: him, but thing yeah, with I like um,
2: about that's something is that they're we'll, just proven, like they're proven, yeah, players. like you know they've panned out, yeah, right now. for I'm sure. sure.
1: Garland for the ninth is you're not going to figure out who won that aspect of the trade until, until five years. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. There. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll stay with that.
2: A couple more players here, a couple more trades. Um, why don't we talk about Reinhardt since we're talking about top 10 picks here. Um, yeah, man. Reinhardt for Levi and picks. I, when I wrote I this was, down, it, they didn't come out with the picks yet, but yeah. I think this so. is a good move for Florida man I think I think they could use another top six forward um, just make them better and you know because they're I think they, they might lose Wendberg um, so yeah. you know and even Barkov
0: move. Barkov's up next year as well
2: yeah well yeah. I think they're gonna they're have gonna have to, to pay Florida. Barkov yeah well, they're gonna I think but I think they're gonna I think you know that's a guy you gotta pay but
0: that's what I'm saying like while you got guys on
2: lower control contracts like
0: start start bringing yeah. guys in
2: no yeah agreed. And I think that, you know, they have their goalie of the future in Spencer Knight. So, yeah. you know, Levi had a great world juniors. So, you know, I, hopefully, you know, he pans out here. But yeah, also man. at the same time, though, his trade value has never been higher. So smart right. on them to capitalize what... on that when they know Ooh. that they're set in
0: What is going on with Florida and goalies? though? Dreger, Bobrovsky, Knight, Levi, yeah. like the they Bobrovsky. were stacked and
1: they played that situation perfectly. Just the Babraski contract is gonna be the death not the team, but yeah. it just handicaps it, them so
0: much. It is a tough contract. It's a lot to pay a goalie. That's you know, kind of at this point made of glass. Um, yeah. It like of in glass. yeah. It seems like Babrovski's injured. Yeah, it seems like Babrovski's injured every year. You know, it, it seems like he's really regressed from his Vesna days, but who knows? They've said that about Bobrovsky before, and he's come out and had a crazy season the, the year later. So I don't know. I think Florida is going to be a, a scary team. I think they finally have what it takes to get out of you know like the first round. Um, mm-hmm. As long as again they hopefully... they are,
2: they took Tampa to the most games out of any team except for New York. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hopefully next year they don't
2: play Tampa in the first round. Hopefully they <laughs> yeah, get they uh, more of a
0: fair uh, more of a fair shot with that. Like you know, and I I think. Huberto is one of the most underrated players in the league. Like he is a very good player. Barkov is very good. I think they're set up nice. Even
2: Tampa though, they've obviously gotten worse. They've lost two thirds of their identity line already. They lost Gordon, They lost Goudreau. Yeah. so and it just because the cap cap casualties so i think i think what it'll do is just bring them back down to earth i still think they'll be a very good team they'll be a competitive team. yeah no, they, still could, they, they, they could still they could still go for a 3 here like don't yeah. count them out no, but no, no. It won't be they, as uh for sure inevitable as it as it's been the last few years. i mean
0: their yeah. d is still their d is still disgustingly stacked like yeah um and the thing with Tampa is they've always been pretty good at drafting to replace those guys. Like, yep. those guys are the guys they drafted, you know? Uh, got, now they're walked in Ray, and now they're going to replace them. Like,
2: they've got Joseph, too, waiting in the wings there yep, already. So exactly. Cool. So, they've, they've, got, um, they've
0: got guys that can step up. Yeah, and that's that's the biggest thing. And that's, if I could segue over to, uh, to I think it was Carolina. I think they, like, traded back, like, four or five times, to just continuously Stockpile picks. I think they ended up with like turning like one pick into like five or six. Like that is the key now. Like especially in a year with COVID, uh that all affect this year shoot. and the yeah. year after as well. Like you know, it's a matter of how uh,
2: you, the quantity. Sure, of picks, it's volume the shooting, Yeah. No. Yeah. Volume shooting. You know, you right. you, you never know how a guys are going to pan out just because you know Corona and how it's affecting yeah. everybody. So the rankings are all out of whack. Like one one executive <laughs> said, I think according to Elliot Friedman that he like this was before the draft that he said it but it's definitely happened where like someone will pick a guy that you know like in the top 10 that they had in like the fourth round or something like that i might be the kid that went
1: third overall was supposed to go like 10th
2: yeah exactly
1: exactly five
0: yep exactly but with like the chl not having a full year like it's really tough like all they got to go by is the year before Mm -hmm. so i don't know it's it, it was a tough draft for NHL teams that don't envy those scouts. But, again, the best way to succeed with that is by stacking up as much picks as you can for this year and next year and the year after, you know, and, and stack drafts. Like, um, I think that's the key thing. Like, you can make – if you have good scouts and you can get value out of, like, your fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounders, even just being bottom six forwards, like – You know, if they become a good bottom six forward, that's like you're saving like three mil, you know, Mm -hmm. right? Those guys are signing to like $925,000 deals compared to a guy that, you know, like Matt Martin, you know, who's on your fourth line, third line, who's, you know, getting paid a couple mil. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's the key to success in my mind in the NHL nowadays. I don't think teams put enough emphasis on that.
1: Yeah. You guys ready um, to move on to this? Just the general signings, the league.
2: Well, we got yes. we got one last trade to cover. Um, right. Just uh, you know, yeah. so was traded for Sammy Blaze in the 2022 second to St. Louis. Yeah, I um, think St.
1: Louis won that trade personally. It's that oh, was a I, good trade. I 100% agree. But Bushnevich um, is a really good player.
2: I think Buchnevich he he got I think 20 goals in the 56 game season this year, mm-hmm. and, yep. and um. And Blaze is like a bottom six forward. And, you know, I, I don't think a second round pick makes that worth it at all. Um, and, you know, I know that um, that they were going to move Buznevich, um because they had Lafreniere and they had Kako on the right wing. So, you know, someone had to go and it's not going to be the guy you just put, spent a top three pick on, right? So it's going to be Buznevich. Yeah. But I think, you know, that's, and, and I also understand it's a flat cap. So, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to find homes for guys. Right. Um, yeah. And Bush which I know was asking for money, but you know, I, I think that that's just poor asset management. You know, I, I, that's what I think it is at the end of the day. I understand, you know, like I said, I understand things are working against the guy, you know, it's tough, you know, with the cap and, but Adam Fox uh, needing
0: a new contract soon.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, so I I get why they moved him. I'm not, I'm not saying they should have kept him because, you know, even though he had a great year, um, it just they had a lot that's a position of strength for them but i yeah. just think you know poor asset management is how i would uh how i would describe that trade
1: yeah i was definitely when i saw the just bush na's name like going over the trade where i just was like really like I the rangers would like that's someone they'd want to keep especially as they a team protected that's, him in
2: the expansion draft i
1: guess we were protecting him because they had this trade in mind but I don't know, just the trade that I necessarily don't agree with if I'm a Rangers fan, but I'm not. So.
0: Yeah, or at least make it more of like a hockey trade, you know? Maybe get a mm-hmm. cheaper guy back who's got the potential to be like at least closer to Buchnevich, whereas they got a guy like Bleich who's like clearly never going to be anything that, you know, Buchnevich was, and I get they wanted to bolster their bottom six, but. Yeah. Again, I think like do that Mike by trading said, a take or something, dude. Or yeah, like another I, prospect. Yeah.
2: Don't trade a like guy who s- scored 20 goals in a right. six-game season.
0: Like you said, Mike, I think it was just poor asset management. And like I know New York's working on like a, you know, an Eichel trade. I feel like Bouchnavech could have been a big piece of that.
1: Yeah, I think now they're you almost, know they have to trade Lafreniere or Taco to get Eichel there. Right. If don't, and to if me, if don't don't that's the case. Eichel.
2: And then keep Booch. Then keep Booch. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: you give up Kako and a few other pieces for Eichel, then keep Bushnevits and Muffin there. Like, that's how you sh- they should have. Honestly,
2: done. I, I I like Kako better than Eichel though. I think his underlings are better, and also you just like so- Kako
0: better than Eichel.
2: Well, I'm I'm also what? accounting for character issues. I think that you know. Okay, I, I really I, was I disappointed I- with. But it, I think the Rangers have a real culture problem, as, as evidenced by the the Washington thing. That yeah, I, you know, yeah. That's and I true. and so I think if you're trying to you know have a establish a culture, given what given Jack Eichel's character, I don't think that's that's what you do. I don't think he's your guy. I yeah, I don't think he's the right choice for them. I'd Buffalo
0: also guy. is a, a shit show with Eichel, though. Like Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I think Eichel is and will always be a better player than kako i don't think they're even comparable in my mind i don't think kako's showed even a fraction of what eichel's done in the nhl Mm -hmm. um you know we're talking about a guy that if he wasn't in the mcdavid draft would you know i think he would have had you know he he was a guy that is i think he's just as good if he's on a good team as a guy like austin matthews um and i think matthews is better but i think he's close i think eichel is very close very similar and like yeah. The reason he you is. haven't seen that is again he's been on fucking Buffalo and he's still been able to mm-hmm. put up these crazy numbers.
2: Right. You know, you gotta- and so I think oh, I have I have no questions about him on the ice. I think yeah, he's I, fantastic. I think on that's the
0: ice. I think that's I think that is a giant, like I don't think you can compare Kako and Eichel. I think Kako, you know, good player. I think he's gonna be one of the, an elite two-way winger in this league. Cause that was a bit When you look at his metrics, that was a big thing that he took a step forward in last year's his defensive side of the game. But mm-hmm. I still think Eichel is like years above uh, leaps above him. But, uh, yeah, I think Eichel's opinion. better
2: player. But I would I would rather just keep Kako and not trade. Yeah,
0: him. no, and I get that, and I respect that, but. I, I just thought you were kind of comparing them as players. I don't I no, don't no, think no. you can compare those I player. Is yeah. a better player.
2: And he's a center. cuz it's, it's yeah, not exactly. like it's
1: just Kaco for Eichel. You give up Kaco and at least 3 4 other
2: pieces. Yeah, see I'm not yeah.
1: doing
0: that. I'm not. Doing no, that. no chance. No chance. No. Um
2: Yeah, yeah. all right, we can move on cuz that's all the trades. Yeah. <laughs> Unless something some happened while we were recording this, which I wouldn't even be surprised. Yeah, I'm what? on the NHL trade tracker.
1: So it's, uh, nothing, nothing new over on
2: here. But yeah. um, yeah, let's talk about some signings then. Yeah, we already um, talked about Macar. I think that's a great signing. Um, yeah, that's
1: I like that six or nine. Takes, very nice. I think that's a fantastic. Takes um, He's what
0: twenty-one years older now. Yep, something like that. Very yeah, nice. so that'll take him to. I I think they did well because it takes him right up until unrestricted free agency. Mm-hmm. You know, so he won't have to. Um, you know, they won't have to buy any UFA years. And uh, I think that was a really solid signing for them. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, think... You want to talk about uh, the Hall signing, folksy? Um,
1: yeah, sure. Just I was actually going to say we suggest we go to the Haskin signing sign because it's another young defenseman who signed for another yeah. very yeah. similar yeah. figures, Kel McCarr, because I think that's a great price if you're the Dallas Stars. Yeah. Eight,
2: eight years eight eight and age. a half. Yep. Fantastic. Like,
1: he will play to his potential and just having him and uh, was Ringberg? yeah, and what's who's the rookie? Not the one who's like in will the Robertson, cult. yes, yes. I was trying to black on his name, just like the stars have a lot of talent coming up, and I don't know how they just played terrible this year. I don't know what the well, hell they had happened. the COVID
2: thing, and then the, the yeah. Texas winter storm happened, so. They yeah, a there's a lot, year. and they still almost they still almost made the playoffs. So I think this, mm-hmm. I think you know, I think a that's a team, team you'll man. see back in the mix. I so think we'll be saying, hopefully Bishop's yeah. back. You know, hopefully they yeah. left him exposed, so that leaves me thinking that maybe he won't be back. But hopefully for mm-hmm. his sake, yes. years. yeah. But, all right.
1: moving on to the Hall signing, four years, six million. I'm okay with the years. Six million's a little high. Like, I understand the type of player that Taylor Hall is. Don't get me wrong. I'm very pleased that he's back on the team. Just after that performance in the second round of the playoffs, just left me with a very bad taste in my mouth. Mm -hmm. I would have been happier with maybe five, five and some change, like five and a half tops for an AAV. But I guess I hope – Taylor Hall goes out and earns the six million dollars or else it's going to look like a bad contract in three years three four years
2: yeah hopefully you know he he also isn't like a he's not like a power forward like another player who we're going to be talking about very soon Um, but so it's not like he's gonna like decline super sharply so I think I think at least for you know, a good amount of those years, you know, he'll he'll play to the, you know, at least to close. I to think he'll have area. at
1: least one 30-goal season next in those four years. Yeah, not,
0: I mean, I mean be better. you look at uh, – it wasn't that long ago he won the Hart Trophy. Like, it so really wasn't. Was. It was only, like, what, four years ago he yeah. was on New Jersey? So, I mean, again, he, I think – He won Buffalo it in Barzell's rookie
2: year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I remember, me and Carly have an inside joke about this. So that was the year that Barzal won the Calder, and a kid on me and Carly's team (laughs) thought it was the MVP. So we were like talking about like who should win the MVP, and everyone was like Hall, and this one kid was like Nah, Barzal. (laughs) (laughs) So we 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 laugh about that to this day. But yeah, so that's that that's That's when he won the MVP, Barzal's rookie year.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I I think that. Even if he doesn't play up to the best of his ability, I think he's still going to be worth that $6 million. Um, Yeah. He's a guy that can really skate. You know, he's a guy that can be clutch when he needs to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Second round. Yeah, (laughs) maybe – Maybe yeah. in, the, in the regular season, I mean, you know, he doesn't have much playoff experience. You look at him, and what it was, yeah. I don't even remember Literally. the last time he was he, in he the played playoffs. one
2: round against, I think, yeah. Tampa Bay. Oh, they rolled, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and you look after, at him after carrying
1: that team into the playoffs that year, right?
0: Yeah, and you look at now, like, he's on a team like the Bruins, who arguably, as much as I hate to say it have probably the best culture of any team in the NHL. You know, yes, they're constantly sir. successful. They constantly get the most out of their players. Uh, they constantly draft well. You know, they Except don't have Tricks. many guys. Except, in for, the draft. Except for the Barzell
1: draft. Okay,
0: but draft. we don't talk about that. You got three picks in the, you know, first round and what's arguably the butchered most draft in 10 years. You, and you butchered them you, all. You butcher them. Yeah, but I guess you got to admit, Pasternak, the posternak pick makes up for it.
2: Yeah, but I mean and, they could have yeah, had what McAvoy was it? And, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. What what was it? They could have had you know Barzal. So they could have had Barzal,
1: Kyle Connor, Sebastian Ajo.
0: Yeah. What about
2: Ealers too? Wasn't he still available or not? no?
0: I think I... Ealers went higher. I think okay.
2: Ehlers went higher. I think he went oh, like yeah. seventh. I think he might too.
1: have been in that trap too. I could be Yeah, it, man,
2: he was. He was because uh, the the oh, Oilers traded. Yeah, and the the Islanders traded Griffin Reinhardt for the I remember picks that, that ended dude. up being oh Barzal and gosh, dude. <laughs> classic Peter Shirelli. Dude,
0: he's, oh still, he's still playing too, bro. He's playing in like some league in like Sweden or something. I don't know. Bro. Not in the
2: show. Not in no. the show. <laughs> uh, man, that that was a, that was one so, Peter. That was some of Peter Shirley's best work for sure.
1: Don't get me started on Peter Shirelli, dude. Don't even do it.
2: <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> we might not have enough time for a Pete nope. Shirelli breakdown, but uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely worth uh, if you're new to hockey, definitely worth looking into some of the trades he's made.
0: I was going to say to get back to it, I think Hall could have, I think there's a better chance of him outplaying his contract than underplaying it. I think um, it's pretty
1: close, honestly. I yeah. Cool.
0: Or like That's playing. foot for me playing up to it or playing over it to me i think it's like a 60 40 chance he plays up to it or over it especially in a place like boston you know a good culture place he's never been somewhere like that ever in his career he's never really been
1: part of a winning culture for an entire season and to think about next year like packed barn every night td garden like
2: i'm gonna
1: come to play if hot take I don't think Winnipeg
0: will make the playoffs this
2: so. year. I don't think so either, man. I absolutely agree. I agree. I don't think so. Helen Buckley have to will that defense to the playoffs. Yeah. I mm-hmm. don't think their
0: defense is good enough. And I don't think even their offense, I don't think their star power is They're just the right lucky place. they're in the
2: Canadian division. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and dude, exactly. even if that same division played again this year, Ottawa looked really good at the tail end of last year. Yeah. Like Vancouver just got Garland, even though they were a shit show. But, yeah, like Calgary. Calgary started playing a little bit better too under Sutter. I don't know. I, they, you know, they, they collapsed towards the end of the season too. Like they, they were second comfortably and then they just almost fell behind
0: and make it. Help. Yeah.
2: So the last signing we didn't talk about, like I said, a, a, a power forward that I alluded to when we were talking about the Hall signing and that Hall plays a different type of game. So his body won't wear down like I think this guy's will. Zach Hyman. Uh, I'm still not sure if it's been finalized because I think Dubis is trying to get a sign and trade so that uh, and they yeah get the eighth year. Yeah. I don't know why I like at this point, like it probably won't even happen. I don't know why Edmonton wants an eighth do, year. Do they, they want should. an eighth year, bro? Like, like I don't even do honestly, you want a seventh year? Do you want a sixth year? Do you want a fifth I year? Like
0: yeah, five years is like the max I'd want to go on a player like that, yeah. especially and he, got, he like,
2: and you know he and, and Dubas said this too, I believe. He he's he earned every penny. Like he's he's a hell of a player. Um, but just the right. this, the, the, the player that he is, his like like you he saw with Ucic, like Clarkson. Um, like their bodies break down because like they play a heavy style of hockey, and that t- takes mm-hmm. a toll, and especially now when the game's getting younger every year, yep. like yep. and with the flat cap, that's gonna look really I think it's it's five, it's five to five and a half million a year. So it's not like they're they're giving them like set, they're yeah. not giving them Seth Jones money here, but right you know, that's a lot of money, and, it is. and it's a good chunk, man. I I I think you know that could that could hurt them. I, I mean, I. They need help up front. I. They have no depth at all. They
0: have, they have a good. Yeah, exactly. And, so why are they going out and signing
2: like a very expensive depth piece like that's Just I the think, I think, of- the, I think he's going right on McDavid's wing. I think he's, I think he's playing with McDavid. I think that's I think
0: fucking brutal.
2: Especially with, like no, they played him with Matthews. He's great with Matthews. I think he'll get know, McDavid bucks. No, I think, I think it'll be great with McDavid. I think it'll pay off no, immensely I, in the short term. Uh, I think yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If you're talking
0: about like depth, though, like the key to depth is having space to like bring in a couple guys or like you do it internally. And if, if the problem is depth, like I don't know what signing a top yeah. six winger and a big money is. Like I don't think that's their biggest problem. Like they already have a lot of big pieces, like you said up front. Um, you know, their back end's more what concerns me, but I mean, you're right, Hyman did earn every, every penny of it, it's just. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens with Edmonton. I, I and I think if Edmonton wasn't gonna there. sign
2: it, someone else was gonna sign it.
0: Oh, for sure. And I'm not saying they wouldn't have. I'm just saying
2: I I, I don't think it was the
0: best move yeah. for Edmonton. But
2: well they just who lost knows. Larson. They just lost Larson to the crack and, yep. and then it turns out Clefbaum might be done too. He might not be playing yep. next year. He might be done. Really? Which really? is really yeah, which is really sad because I think before Nurse really had his breakout year last year, he was their best mm-hmm. defenseman. He was so you know, and and you know, say they kept Larson and and um, bomb could play. That's a that's an unreal top four. That's that's yeah. you have you have Nurse, you have Barry, you have Clefbaum, and you have Larson. That is a incredible top four. That's excellent. Um, mm-hmm. But now um, they're trying to keep those Barry guys. Now, I think. Well, I think now they have to because they lost. Yeah, you know, they lost. Or
0: else, Larson. who the fuck are play. they going to play on defense?
2: Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I think I think
0: Barry's going to stay. They're probably going to overpay him yeah. too. You know, so I don't know. It makes you question whether that defense is worth it. And I also read something funny the other day, and I think this relates to Hyman's contract, in my opinion. Because like I said, I think it's going to be a terrible contract um, down the road. You know, it'll help short term, but down the road, I think it'll be terrible. But I read something the other day, and it said, if an NH- if like the NHL owners of a team paid me a million dollars a year to say the word, only the word no, five times a year, it would probably be worth it. And I think, (laughs) (laughs) and I genuinely think this is one of those cases where like, they just need someone to be like, Oh, this is going to be terrible for you. But again, like you got to remember it's a business and GM's like, no, they're not going to be working with a team forever. So they want to win, you know, now when they can, because ultimately like if they don't, especially on a team with like McDavid starting to, you know really being in his prime like they're gonna get fired so they don't like you said before i think mike you said like they're not worried about oh yeah you know, jim benning's like fuck
2: i don't give a fuck he's throwing yeah me. he doesn't care he's yeah on, so know. that's how so, i yeah. see it
0: yeah for sure but we'll see how it works out all i know but, next year a lot of pieces moved a lot of pieces signed a lot of pieces dropped it's going to be a big year, and I think a lot of people are going to be surprised at what the playoffs look like and who ends up mm-hmm. winning the Cup. You know, I really hope it's not Tampa again. I hope it's not Pittsburgh. I hope
1: it's not Washington. You I know, I'd love to uh, see – I'd love to see the Bruins, but I'd, if it's not the Bruins, the Avalanche.
0: Yeah, like a team like the Avs or like, you know, it's the I Leafs guess,
2: here,
1: baby. Fuck you, oh, Mike. Dude,
0: that, if the Leafs <laughs> – if, if, if the Leafs win – Leafs win the cup. I I will just be so extremely disappointed in life. Leafs aren't
1: making it out of the past first round. Mike. I yeah, hope I hope it. not.
2: I hope they don't even make don't the playoffs. I I I here's a hot take for you guys. I don't think Montreal is going to make the playoffs. I don't think, I think so either because their division. really yeah. don't think so either. Really Let's, I'm just going to take a look at the Atlantic division really quick. Yeah, ready? It should be updated on the website. It's the Panthers, the Bruins,
1: the Leafs, the Lightning, the Senators, the Red Wings, and the Sabres, and then the Canadians.
2: I think okay, the Senators, so the senators, put, like, senators are so – they're the pesky so, sands, dude. Yeah. The realistically, pesky
0: sands. realistically, the only two teams that you know are gonna be near the bottom are Detroit and Buffalo.
2: Every other team, I think, has a chance of
0: making the playoffs, and that's mm-hmm. a scary division. I mean, Tactons. you look at like yeah. the Atlantic and you look at the Metropolitan, like both those divisions have like, you know, they're scary. And mm-hmm. then you go out to the West, and you got, like, the Central, e- where, like, maybe Chicago can make the playoffs. Chicago's not even, uh, like, I don't think they would make the playoffs in either. Of those
1: coyotes games. are screwed now, though, Nothing. Yeah. Yeah,
2: playoffs.
0: exactly. Yeah, they're, they're be at the cracking. bottom of that division. Hey, cracking, Same with the Pacific.
2: Kraken are making a push, baby. Like, they're going to yeah, make the playoffs. I, I, think,
0: I think that in the Pacific, the top three spots will obviously, like, Vegas will win. You know, I think Vegas, it's Vegas doesn't. Seattle, I M- the Oilers. I think yeah. that's their top
2: three teams. Yeah, and you said the Oilers. Yep. Yeah. All right. I think. I think they, even though their defense is taking a hit and they're not the best team, like look at that division, man. Yeah. McDavid. You got
0: like you got. Like, yeah, they the have Sharks. McDavid and yeah, yeah. Sharks are clearly you know poop and they're gonna be poop for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking suck, man. They're gonna be like Detroit. I'm I'm betting you they finish yeah, last. They're Detroit in the West. Yeah. Uh Sharks, the Kings are like coming up, but I still don't think yeah. they're at that. They're still point a few years yet. off. Yeah, the Ducks again. The Ducks are one of those teams that like every couple of years they kind of surprise, but again, I still think they're kind of in that Not rebuild mode. Year. Yeah. So
1: Delusion gets that. I don't too, know. So yeah. That's Ziegris is gonna be fun to watch throughout the next couple of years, though. Once he like Gets a firm We'll see. Maybe, maybe, he, maybe they can help him
2: more in the AHL, but who knows? I don't so know. Saying, I just you... know that I just know the Ducks are very patient with their prospects. So. Yeah.
0: So it's worked out relatively well for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the...
2: Yeah. Until they trade away Theodore. Yeah. But, yeah,
0: but um, I think that was just bad evaluation, not bad
2: development. You know, no, that's what I'm saying. They, Yeah
0: all right i think we covered a crap yeah this has been a this is you've been going
1: for a while yeah i'm
0: definitely it could almost be something where we split it up yeah so we did end up splitting things up here uh this is episode four part two thank you to everyone who listened to part one and part two we appreciate it a ton we put a lot of hard work into this stuff it takes a lot to edit stuff and get everyone together to film so thank you to everyone who's supporting and Uh, We got a lot of big things in store for us, as well as another new episode coming out probably next week. So thank you to all who listened, and we'll see you next week.